<laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the Mariners not doing much at the trade deadline, of course. Uh, they gave up Paul Seawald. Um, Hanno, what, what is your feeling on the trade that happened with Paul Seawald? I know we're a couple of days into it. How are you feeling? What have you been hearing and reading? What? Where are you with it right now? Well, Paul Seawald, you know, uh, first I want to, I mean, he was a true Mariner, uh, pitched quite a bit here lately. You know, he got here a couple years ago, resurrected his career, wasn't really a guy that, you know, we were thinking that was going to be in this position, but he turned into a great closer, um, did many good things for us. Seems like Jerry, you know, like most GMs, would tr traded him uh, at his highest peak. Um uh, the Mariners, you know, uh, I would assume, like everybody else, kind of feels that they uh, are a pitching factory and that they can develop guys and they're expendable. A lot of times people talk about that, you know, at the deadline, pitching and especially relieving goes. So, but my feeling really hasn't changed much since the, uh, I don't know, a couple pods ago when we talked about and speculated on this. Um, I still feel that. You know, it takes a certain kind of animal to uh, go day after day in that ninth inning. Um, I mentioned to refresh you and everybody else that, yeah, we got some guys that can, um, that have the stuff and the ability that I think can step in. Andres Munoz, no doubt. Um, he's looked good um, since the trade deadline in his two save situations, even though, I mean, it hasn't been a one-run game and there hasn't been a guy in base. He's came in with a three-run lead and a two-run lead. Here nor there, it's still very important, and I get that you have to get thrown in the fire sometimes just to see how you can do. But, um, you know, with our bullpen, a lot of young guys, um, guys are going to have to, you know, kind of step up the ladder, you know, um, and see uh, how this is all going to work out. Um, I like this new guy that we got, uh, Trent Thornton. Yeah, um, he pitched a couple, uh, two and a innings. Um, he seems to got, be a guy that can pitch multiple innings. I really don't see and haven't seen this year a Mariner bullpen pitcher uh, go multiple innings uh, that much. And uh, the bullpen's going to be key. I mean, we, you've, we've talked about before how much they've, you know, been worked. Uh, I did a quick rundown since the All-Star break. The Mariners have played 20 games in 21 days, and they've only had their starters go seven innings twice. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty, pretty sad, and they're being worked. You, we saw that with Seawald down, down late before he was traded. Um, and I, I'm a little concerned, but uh, we'll see how it goes. And that's just my feelings on it. Yeah, I mean, let's just go back to Seawald. You know, this is a guy that the Mariners brought in. Uh, he was brought up, I think, on the same day Logan was brought up. And uh, this is the guy that ascended into being your high leverage guy. We've talked about him before on here. He takes on the nastiest motherfuckers in the league, you know, and he does pretty well. Not a guy that's, you know, you know, throw the gas by you just just a guy throws like what two three pitches mariner saw something into him that nobody saw something from him that nobody else did they bring him in and listen i was listening to the jerry depoto show and he said that there was 15 other teams that were 
calling about Paul Seawald. So that's 16 teams. There was probably on the trade deadline day, maybe 18 to 20 teams that were in it. So, I mean, you had everybody trying to get him and look for him. I mean, he walked in these doors, not the Paul Seawald we know, and he's walking out of it, you know, one of the best, you know, late inning pitchers in baseball. And, you know, when you have 15 teams going after you, that shows a lot. I, I, I'm sad that he's gone. Um, my feelings about him being gone. It's, it's easy to say right now, a few days later that they've subsided because we're winning, you know, winning cures everything, but yeah, we're going to see down the stretch here. Um, you know, whether these guys in the bullpen that the Mariners just seem to have just been on this hot streak of bringing people up and they come in here and they're effective. I mean, the Mariners are just good at that. So I guess if there was one spot that you could trade to, you know, maximize, you know, something on the offensive end, it's obviously the relief pitching. I mean, I don't know much too much. I don't know too much about Canzone and Rojas and bliss. Um, but listen, two of them are already inserted into the lineup. We've seen Kenzone get a couple of hits this week. Um, seems like he's got a good throwing arm. Uh, I'm going to be interested, interested in seeing him play first base. I heard he plays a little bit of one bag, so that's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, was there a lot of offense out there to go get? No. And, I feel like the Paul Seawald anger that maybe I felt like, God, what are they doing? Especially when they were doing it kind of felt like the Kendall Graveman thing all over again. But then, you know, you sit here and you go, no, what I'm really triggered about is what they didn't do in the off season. That's like, I'm not mad at what we did or didn't do at the trade deadline because there wasn't much there. We knew there wasn't much there. And it just comes back to what Jerry didn't do in the offseason. Whether we win this whole world, we win the World Series or not this year, or get back to the playoffs. I'll, you know, I'll bring it down a little bit. Whether we win the go to the playoffs or win the World Series, it doesn't matter. The offseason was was a failure. You know, you you started off with the move for Teoscar Hernandez. I'm still fine with that move. I I like it. He, you know, hasn't really uh, lived up to the billing of what we thought we were getting quite yet. There's been some good moments and some good streaks. Um, I'm fine with that, but all the rest of the guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. After Wong was DFA'd, they're all gone, or at least not on the major league roster. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Hummel, Listella, Wong. Um, who else was there? There's one more. Oh, AJ Pollock. Yeah. Yeah. Only to Oscars remaining, but yeah, to get back, I just want to jump on your point, uh, where you talked about, uh, Graven 2.0 and, um, yeah, I could see that. And another thing I want to bring up about that, you got to remember when we lost Graven, then, um, something I would have liked to see at this deadline, they went out and traded for, uh, Diego Castillo, a reliever that had pitched in the, in the save situations. Um, I would have liked to see them go after and get maybe another, you know, arm. I know they've gotten some other guys. Uh, One guy from uh, Baltimore 
some minor trades, but I would have liked to see them go after uh, one of the, you know, late inning guys. So I'm concerned about it, but uh, you know, um, we'll see. You mentioned the uh, acquisitions. Yeah. Uh, Canzone. I don't know too much about him. Um, saw him against the Mariners in the Arizona series and uh, he caught my eye. Um, Rojas. Yeah. He, Seems to be kind of a bench guy, can play all over the place. Um, a left-hand version, possibly, uh, of Dylan Moore. And yeah, then, right. um, and then uh, Bliss, uh, fast guy, a lot of speed. We actually saw him at the Futures game this last time, uh, this last uh, All-Star break. He was in it. Um, and a small guy. So I'm hoping he turns into Jose Altuve. That's all I can wish for, you know? So, uh, other than that, I don't know too much about him, but, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, Rojas and, and Canzone, uh, in their few, first few games here, they, uh, they're fitting in great. I mean, I like what I see out of Canzone, but when I'm being, uh, kind of a smart ass, they're fitting in and they had their two for 21 so far, but it's early and Canzone <laughs> is really early, uh, in his career, only, you know, not even 20 games yet. So, Let's see. Uh, I do like that, that uh, some contact from him, um, not as much strikeouts. And uh, I mean, we need it. Uh, need this. I mentioned before, before the trade deadline and before we start going good, just personally to you, we need to, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing things get shaken up a little bit. And uh, they sure as heck did. So we'll see what yeah. happens. And look, you had, you had Canzone in this, in this Angels game there in the ninth inning. Big single after a couple of walks, you know, yeah. passing the baton uh, gets the single, um, you know, you know, part of a two come behind. He's been part of two come from behind victories, you know, yeah, uh, whether, walk, whether, whether, series. whether it was the walk or single, these aren't big things, but he's not there to do big things. He's there to keep the line moving and, uh, you know, and obviously Cade Marlowe coming up with just, Man, such a great grand slam. And I, I, I'd be remiss if I forgot to mention two other guys that are new on the scene to us this year. And that's Sauce and uh, Spire, the two lefties in the bullpen. Yeah, I'm, they've they've done an adequate job, no doubt. Spire has stood out to me a little bit more. It looks like he's getting put into a little bit more of a high leverage situation. And he's been very effective uh, out of the pen as a lefty getting some big outs. Yeah, and well, we're going to see how the bullpen, you know, reacts to all of this. But so far this week, they it's just been it's been it's it we haven't gotten into a situation yet where you're going, "Oh man, I wish we had Seawald in this position." But you're right, wait until we get into something close, wait until we get in these extra inning games. I mean, the only guys from last year out there in the bullpen that we have that have been through this war with us is uh brash and Munoz. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, they were our, you know, when we see they were three inning guys for us in tight games. And like I mentioned earlier, and it's really key. Uh, the Mariner starters are, have not been going deep in the games. Uh, most of the time it's only about five innings, sometimes six. Um, I mean, I could go through it, but I don't want to bore everybody with it, but it's, it's it's a concern, to say the least. Yeah, and just to top this 
portion off. You're okay with the return that the Mariners got for Paul Seawald right now? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's hard to say. I'm not up on all the, uh, you know, stats of the minor leaguers and stuff. But, uh, you know, Canzone has hit really well all the way through the minors. He played in a hitter's league in the PCL, same as uh, the Tacoma Rainiers. So, uh, it's, you know, it's wait and see. I mean, I've liked what I've seen just to the eye test. Uh, I mean, it's like any other prospect. It's, it's a gamble, whether it's Jared Kelnick or Abraham Toro, that's right behind all these stars in Houston, you know, we'll wait and see, uh, what they can do. I mean, it's really early, like I said, uh, for Canzone, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I'm, I- I'm interested to see two things with these players, with especially with Kenzone, is I'm interested to see what he looks like at first base defensively. And from that, getting Ty France, you know, getting him a blow or getting him in a DH spot, what that can maybe do for him. Because he's seems like he's had a rough go physically in every season that it kind of hits a wall. So maybe this will kind of help out in, in those regards, like um, Carlos Santana did. Anyways, uh, moving on. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Now, we weren't the only team, obviously, to make moves. There was a lot of big moves, a lot of a lot of moves in the American League West. We just saw uh, some of them here in game one. Uh, with with Anaheim, they've you know definitely went out and bolstered up their uh, bullpen and their starting pitching to give themselves some depth. In in game one here, you know you got Cade taking out their their all star uh, closer reliever uh, Estevez, not Emilio. Um, but uh, I, at first, when I saw Anaheim going after all this pitching, I said, "Oh man." That's the one thing that they they don't have. It's 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 been noted. But then I'm also going like, well, when is Trout going to be back? Is Rendon going to be back? So that's for for them. I'm not very scared. Um, Texas Rangers obviously went out. They got Scherzer. Um, that's a guy that the Mariners haven't seen much of uh, ever. You know, it's been a long time since I don't know maybe Detroit where we saw him more on a regular semi-regular basis and then of course you you see uh houston go out (laughs) and get somebody that does kind of scare me in in a justin verlander um so as far as other pickups here in the american league west what do you what is the one that you think if you had to pick one that is the most scariest to you if you're a mariners fan oh well it's no doubt houston and verlander um he knows the system um, and besides them getting, uh, Verlander back, uh, you know, he's pitched many times in the postseason. um, had a lot of success at times, uh, with, against the Mariners, but, uh, not only him, you know, them getting Alvarez back, 
um, Altuve. I mean, they're, they're ready to go here. They're climbing up on Texas. Uh, yeah, Texas made a move for Scherzer. That'll help them. They still have a quality uh, um, lineup as far as their bats that I think are absolutely pretty good. And then Anaheim, yeah, they improved. Uh, a lot of their guys are, might be considered retreads or, you know, but they're still uh, improving Anaheim's team. So uh, I would say three of those teams improved. Yeah, I, on paper, for, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Mariners, I mean, Mariners were, you know, the obviously the least – active and the, the made the least changes in the off season as well. All, all three of these teams had quite a bit of, uh, uh, you know, ads and, and uh, ones that have, you know, obviously been more successful. I mean, like, like I was saying earlier, it doesn't matter what the Mariners do their off season, you know, has to be a D minus. It wouldn't be a complete F because we still have, um, Teoscar Hernandez, but it is definitely a D minus like this. Y- you got to take this over. If you were in high school or, or, or college or whatever, you don't move on to the next level that you would be a flunky held back. You need to redo this course. I mean, a D minus is just kind of a technicality because it was a failure. No doubt. Like we, like you mentioned, uh, all those guys are no longer with the Mariners now. Um, uh, Teoscar, uh, they held on to. He was a name that was being considered quite a bit at the trade deadline. Um, I heard Toronto was possibly uh, a spot for him to land. I didn't listen to the Jerry Depoto show if he talked about it. I would assume he probably did not because he's a player still on the roster, but just speculating. Um, maybe it was a situation they didn't want to trade him to maybe a team that the Mariners are con- going up against and that is contending right now. I don't know. I mean, there's still the option of the, uh, the tag to put on him and, uh, or resign him. Or if they, they, uh, he declines the offer, you know, they would get a draft pick, but uh, also, you know, makes sense. They didn't want to gut the whole thing, but uh, yeah, it, the, the whole off season was, um, not surprisingly, not surprising, even before they played a game, just knew that it wasn't going to work out. And it's just same old, same old when, you know, the Mar- we feel the Mariners are close and we were asking for them to make the next step. Uh, they let they let us down. But we didn't see them, uh, you know, move too many people. They only moved. I mean, the Mariners only ended up moving Paul Seawald. Uh, there was a lot of rumors of. Ty and Teoscar maybe to the twins and then we were hearing about Logan everywhere which I'm glad they didn't get rid of him um, and uh, then we also heard Teo back to the Blue Jays that would have hurt because it would have been basically like you basically got Swanson from, from us for nothing you know that's kind of like how that would have felt is there one guy on the Mariners that you are like kind of surprised didn't get moved if you had to pick somebody no, not really. I mean, any other of those guys that you mentioned or multiple of those guys, I mean, it would have just shown to the fans that, and some fans already believe that they're throwing it, you know, waving the white flag possibly, or, but if they would have made any other moves, I mean, it would have been a definite, uh, we're looking towards next year. And I mean, that and losing any of those guys uh, could be a big gut 
of the team. And, you know, some people feel, including myself, there's still a lot of holes there. And then you're still trying, you know, you're, you know, putting another hole on the situation. So, uh, I, I mean, nothing surprises me with this team other than, I mean, they're raising ticket prices for season ticket holders right now. Did you get your email? Uh, I got my email about the auto renewal already. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's all that matters. I mean, I get that they're, uh, I mean, I, I get that the Mariners ownership is businessmen and since they're businessmen, they're there to make money, you know, but, uh, just be nice to, you know, have a different outlook and, uh, not run it so much as a bit of business, but, uh, that's the way they look at it with, uh, how they run their team. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a whole nother episode I'd love to get into there. Uh, but now we were just talking about uh, AL West acquisitions that scare you. Is there any, you know, uh, acquisitions from any of the teams that we're competing with in the AL uh, East and Central? Basically, let's just call it out the AL East uh, that we are competing with in the wild card chase that, you know, made you bat an eye. Uh, not too, not too much. I mean, Boston made a small move. New York, their fans are pissed. Is all yeah. get out. Um, Tampa, I mean, they're they're in a wild card position. Uh, um, the the uh, the birds, the Orioles, they're uh, you know in a secured position as well. So I don't know. I I, I doesn't. It's I'm not too worried about the wild card teams. Uh, we just need to win games and win series, and, yeah, and which take we care have. of business ourselves. Which we have. We've the Mariners right now. You know, right here in this Anaheim series, they've won four series in a row. They've already got one win. They're only two more. Two of these next three, uh, we secure another series. Um, and listen, I know they didn't make much or any moves to bring in a bat uh, here at the break. And again, like we've mentioned, uh, they had a chance to do that in the offseason. They didn't. But I think what they definitely based everything off of, which I don't think was really smart, was just believing a little bit too much that none of our players were going to regress and they were going to be the same old Gino, the same old Cal, the same old Julio. Uh, Tom Murphy was going to come back and be this force. Didn't happen until now. It has been happening 